Ladies and gentlemen, Alien Zoo is now open. People, animals, birds, fish, and insects who are uneducated in the ways of cryptozoology don't realize that there are many subcategories to the science. I mean, there's so many subgenres to such a topic. One very popular subcategory is the phenomenon known as alien big cats, or ABCs for short. Now, the word alien doesn't necessarily mean a creature that is extraterrestrial. It instead refers to a feline that is out of place. For example, a cheetah or panther that is found in an environment that conventional zoologists say they shouldn't be is an alien cat, simply out of place. Very similar to the name of the show, actually, Alien Zoo. I'm not referencing a zoo filled with monsters and creatures from space, but instead a collection of out of place or unknown terrestrial animals. Oh, and speaking of Alien Zoo, my name is Chris. Thanks for listening. I almost forgot to do that. ABC sightings have for a long time been a popular topic of interest for specifically British cryptozoologists. Now, there is certainly a good collection of cryptids to search for in the UK, including Bigfoots, but I think the reason ABCs are so popular is because the possibility of discovering a large cat seems much more likely than discovering a humanoid ape, right? Maybe. Now, British sightings of ABCs was at its, let's say, thickest in the 90s, with around 300 sightings reported in 1996 alone. It's insane. Most of the descriptions of these creatures are fairly similar, painting a picture of a black panther-like cat, supposedly three to five feet long with yellow eyes. It is also known to make a variety of feline-type noises. Oh, no kidding. Hisses, growls, and sometimes a sound similar to a woman screaming. In the early 1990s, reports of alien big cats began circulating in and around the county of Cornwall, which is in southwestern England. Now, for whatever reason, Bodmin Moor, which is basically a huge field with hills, became a sort of epicenter for large cat sightings, as well as mysterious mass-slain livestock. The alleged leopard-looking large felines of the area started to be referred as the Beast of Bodmin Moor. As the reports of large felines were steady in the region, the fact that there could possibly be a dangerous and wild cat wandering the hillsides led Great Britain's Ministry of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Food to conduct an actual official investigation in the 1995. The study's findings, released on July 19th of that year, came to the conclusion that there was, quote, no verifiable evidence of any exotic feline loose in Britain. They also concluded that the slaughtered farm animals could have been attacked by a more common species indigenous to the area. Like, what, a gang of geese with knives? I don't understand. However, the report did conclude saying, quote, the investigation could not prove that a big cat is not present. So you're telling me there's still a chance. It's a Dumb and Dumber reference. Listen to this. Just five days after this report was released, on July 24th, 
A 14-year-old local boy named Barney Lanyon Jones uncovered a possible piece of evidence in regards to the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Barney was walking with his brothers by the river Fowey, Fowey, something like that, which sat on the southern edge of the moor. He noticed something odd, which he thought was a rock bobbing up and down in the water. And you know what they say, curiosity killed the alien big cat. So Barney fetched the object, and it turned out to be a pretty large cat skull just hanging out in the water. A cat skull much larger than would be appropriate for the felines known to the area. The skull measured four inches wide and seven inches long. Even though the skull was missing the bottom half of the skull, the part remaining possessed two large, very sharp teeth, quite similar to a leopard's. And on July 31st, this story hit the national press. This story contradicted the official denial of alien big cats evidence that was released several days before on the 19th. Now there was one last thing to do, verify the skull. The Lanyon Jones family quickly turned the skull over to those working at London's British Museum of National Hist Natural History. Dr. Ian Bishop, assistant keeper of zoology, examined the feline skull and concluded that the skull was indeed from a young male leopard. Okay, so we have the answer to what the skull is. Now we need to find out how the hell a leopard skull ended up in Cornwall, England. Let's explore more. Now, as amazing as it is that a leopard skull was found in Bodmin Moor, it was also concluded that the feline had not died in Britain. And in fact, Dr. Ian Bishop also concluded that the skull had been imported as part of a leopard skin rug. He came to this conclusion based on a few specific observations. The back of the skull had been cleanly cut off in a type of way that was very common if the head was meant to be mount atop a rug. Makes sense. There was also an interesting egg casing inside the skull. The egg sac had been laid by a tropical cockroach. And England, not being the most sought after tropical getaway, it was fair to say the skull came from another location. There was also very specific and very fine cut marks on the skull, which indicated to Dr. Bishop that the flesh had been removed from the skull by a knife. Now, as specific as finding a cat rug head may seem, this actually wasn't the first time a lone cat skull caused confusion within the wonderful world of ABCs. And that stands for Alien Big Cats, in case you've forgotten. In the year 1988, two teenage boys came across a skull on Dartmoor, which is neighbors of Bodmin Moor, and the skull was never turned over to authorities for a proper anal analysis. And it's sitting on a coffee table filled with a bunch of cigarette butts. What else would teenage boys do with a cat skull? However, based on the witness testimony that the back of the skull was missing caused experts to chalk this find up to another rug-based conclusion. So let me ask you, how many people in England are missing the heads to their catskin rugs. Seems a bit ridiculous, but hey, I'm no cat rug expert. Definitely not. If we skip to 1993 for a moment, the Natural History Museum in London positively identified a large cat skull found in Exmoor as part of a taxidermy project. While many believe there is something more to these cat skull findings, others believe it is simply the work of pranksters. You know, pranksters and their ever-growing collection of cat skulls. They can just use whenever they'd like. So skulls and sightings, that's it, huh? 
Not quite, my fellow cryptid fans. In October 1997, officials from the Nukwe Zoo, located in Cornwall, claimed to have positively identified fresh puma tracks left in the mud in the southern part of Bodmin Moor. Shortly after this discovery, a photograph pops up, supposedly featuring the beast of Bodmin Moor. The photograph in question seems to show an adult female puma, which was apparently pregnant. This photograph, a great piece of evidence for the existence of the beast of Bodmin Moor, was never truly authenticated and remains a fairly controversial photograph to this day. So hear me out. Perhaps the beast is an escapee of a private exotic animal collection, or maybe it was released or set free. If so, maybe it wasn't reported because it had been imported illegally. Well, listen to this. In 1978, a woman named Mary Chipperfield supposedly released three pumas, two males and a female, into a nearby moor when her zoo closed. Crazy lady. She couldn't bear to think of her pumas adapting to life in a different zoo, so she set them free instead. It's a true story. But I keep thinking of the photo of the pregnant feline. In order to have a breeding population of alien big cats, the number of animals would have to be quite high. So maybe there is a decent sized population of ABCs in the moors. Maybe the beast is a once thought to be extinct feline with a small population of creatures that survived past extinction. But on the other hand, the climate of Bodmin Moor, it isn't quite the climate needed for this type of wild cat. Well, the cool thing about nature is that it finds a way to thrive. And that's this episode on the Beast of Bodmin Moor. I hope you enjoyed and learned a bit. I want to thank you very much for listening. If you want to support Alien Zoo, you can follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, subscribe to the show, tell your friends, tell your friends' pets, all that good stuff. Spread the Alien Zoo word because there are cryptids out there, and I need help finding them. And if you have found one, Alien Zoo would love to hear about it. Send us your cryptid stories at alienzoopodcast at gmail.com. All right, everyone. Thanks again. And until next cryptid, goodbye.